on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. Only I could Five after six here on High Tide. Offshore today, an interesting mixed bag. Not too bad if you can get away from the rain, that is. If you're south, you're going to get rain on the coast. Yeah, south to southeast, below one metre should be the swell. Looking at around, uh, variable around 10 knots, which means in Blakey's language, there is no wind and a 90% chance of a shower and the chance of a thunderstorm. Now, the lady we're going to speak to, I think it'll be bucketing down rain when she is, the Honourable Melinda Pavey. Morning, Mel. No. What's the beeping in a Kieran's ah, Kieran has sec. left the building. Kieran has left the building, so I'll put, let, uh, see if that works. Hello. I'm not Kieran. I'm Mel and no, Canola. No, 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 no. Kieran was online as well. He dropped out. Yeah, I know. I figured that out. But um, yes, good morning from Cronulla. It is pouring. Yeah. Has, it was thunder like at midnight. It was just crazy. It's like, you know, it's like we're in the middle of summer, but we're in winter. That's crazy, because crazy. you went to the Shire instead of coming in here to the city. <laughs> well, the Shire, yes, and uh, walk past the Cronulla research facility with um, the biggest library of fishing uh, and species development in the whole of Australia, which, um, you know, it's had a bit of a patched history, but uh, still continuing to contribute um, to to fisheries research uh, throughout New South Wales and Australia. Okay, now we should say Happy Mother's Day to you too. You should, yes. I've just been reflecting on what Mother's Day means. Um, Any excuse to get a a nice pat on the back is a good day, Uh, but... (laughs) It's, um, you know, everyone, this is this is something that I find extraordinary about Mother's Day. Because you know that we used to have a cafe and Mother's Day was, um, you know, depending on your take on it, financially was the best day of the year, but physically one of the toughest days of the year. Yeah. Um, and any, any um, business will tell you that's in hospitality or food that um, it is their busiest day of the year. And I find it ironic that it was probably about so even 20 or 30% um, busier than, than Father's Day because the irony of it is there are so many blokes out there that don't need, know how to cook so they have to take their, their, their mother or their wife um, or the children's mother out for a meal. But, you know, uh, listening to, to PJ earlier and, and being tagged in that, uh, that yellow, um, yellow curry... Yes. Um, and even, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Bowler up there at Tennisfield, he's, you know, just, you know, this suave modern men. And <laughs> I they, legit. They're, they're bucking that trend. Melinda, I legit thought that was an invite. I legit thought that was an invite. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's very good. And just watching him um, place the prawns in that saucepan on that, you know, the. The, just amazing the way that um, that he manoeuvres himself around the kitchen. A real talent. That's, he'll be happy with that. He'll be happy with that. <laughs> Actually, you know, just as I was waiting to come online, um, I was looking at the Facebook, and is, you'll be able to correct me here, I'm sure, fellas, but in the, the Gulf of Carpentaria, because there's been an extraordinary wet season, um, is it the Cerebin prawn? Cherubins. Yes, the cherubins. Cherubins, yeah, the freshwater, won't you? The freshwater prawns, yeah, cherubin, yeah. They're huge, and apparently they're having a huge season um, because it's been such a good wet season, and they're everywhere up there. Yeah, cherubin, um, yeah. I'd like to say, they're so big, I reckon that one would fill um, PJ's sauce uh, fry (laughs) pan. Never. He'd want more, I know, PJ. Yeah, so um, what are you doing for your special ladies today? 
Um, I'm leaving mine alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's a present enough. That's what she says too. She, oh no, well, daughter's gone away for the weekend, so we've we've got her bulldog at home. At, uh, I've got to fly down to Morab and take the plane down there. So Anne's having a peaceful day, have a sleep in after oh, after the sun comes over with the with the grandkids. Well, I should have known that. I could have gone with you to visit my mum down in Victoria. Yeah. Um, this is one of the tricky things, isn't it, about Mother's Day? You you, you can either be all together. Or you're just reminded that sometimes it's so far away. And I was just giving a thought to my son um, up at Papua New Guinea, my beautiful baby, who's um, all of 24 years of age and six foot three, yes. having the time of his life in New Guinea. Um, and, you know, we won't be with him this year. But, you know, I think this is one of those issues with um, with the services. You, you, they miss those kids giving their service, you know, yeah. on behalf yeah. of the country. True. They miss That's out true. on a lot when it comes to these sort of rituals and events. At least we've got medias now, like FaceTime and things like that, we can see them and talk to them. Yes, but you know what? Because he's in the Army, we can only deal with him on Signal. Do you know Uh, about Signal? No. It's um, an app, and because of some of the telecommunications issues with some of our neighbours, like he had to leave his mobile phone at home before he went up there. Okay. So um, we have to talk through... This app, which is um, gives very encrypted sort of capacities um, for privacy and things, so it dro- it has a tendency to drop in and out. But yeah. um, we talk through signal, but it does give you the opportunity to FaceTime, so I can see his beautiful face. Ah, oh, good, good to see. But um, I've got the daughter with me, and uh, she she acted as the bar woman last night at um, the seventieth birthday party. So she did a great job, made everybody happy. There was lots of dancing, um, and then this afternoon we'll go back to um, my my husband and sister's place at Piedmont, and I'm going to cook because I I declare it is the worst day of the year to try and get good service. So what what are you going to cook? I'm tossing up because I love cooking, so I'm tossing up between maybe popping down to the fish markets, um, but I'm sort of I've got a bit of a hankering for some roast lamb today. Okay, I was going to say the mud crabs are forty nine ninety nine a kilo at the moment, but the parking's gone up. Yeah, eight dollars <laughs> now for parking. You walk from where you are. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah, eight dollars for an hour's parking there. That um, well, I'm they're people want to go and they'll pay it. But oh, you know that's what right. I was interested in at Cronulla yesterday on the beach. It was really busy. It was a beautiful morning, and there was a beautiful first break on, and everyone's having a lovely time. But the positive thing is there's no parking, um, there's no fee to park here. I thought, wow, because I just presumed if you're in Sydney, they'd pay, you know, you'd have to pay. But, um, you know, avoid the fish market $8 fee, just come out to Cronulla. <laughs> <laughs> buy, buy a motorbike, you never have to pay for parking. It's wonderful. Uh, there's, no windscreen, there's no windscreen to stick with. You'll be on a push bike next. Hey? Hey? No, I've, I've upgraded from a push bike. I used to have a push bike. I got my my push bike upgraded this week. I actually had to had went into the doctors to get fixed. Um, oh my gosh, there was a big bill at the end of it. It's a, a, such a bill. I'm going to have to use it to justify. It. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of bike is it? Oh, it was one of those racer bikes. Um, Warren, what brand is it? <laughs> tra- it's a um, tra- uh, Trek bike. Oh, and, Trek. Um, Does it have grinding yeah. wheels? No, no, no. They're a serious bike. These are a serious bike, Karen. These are a good bike. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I guess out the front of our place at Yurunga, we've got the best 
um, bike range in the world. Like it's just uh, just incredible. And listen, we've got to get we've got to say um, good morning to Narelle and Fred up there at Combine. Yes, milking the cows. You know. The, the mothers don't get Mother's Day off in, on a dairy farm, let me tell you. And for all the people that um, listen to, you know, that are in their dairy farms this morning, milking their cows, happy Mother's Day to you lot, the workers. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Huh, that's a worry, isn't it? So what do you got lined up for this week? Um, uh, well, if the weather gods permit, I'm going to be catching up with the famous, the one and only, the best fisherman on the mid-north coast. <laughs> Mr. McAnally. Um, Mr. McAnally. But oh, I hope your TJ didn't listen to that because <laughs> they both are the most extraordinary fishermen, aren't they? Just yes. listening to what they've got to tell us, uh, is, they're just so clever. Um, and I love the way Laurie spoke this morning. It was, it was almost apologetic that they've almost taken too much flathead, but there's still more flathead to be coming. <laughs> He's good value. Oh. And a few bonito up the river, um, yep. very, very good. Yep. It's good that the estuaries are so so full, but, you know, good rains um, make that happen. Yep. Okay, thank let you. Ver- ju- I'll just inter- let me interrupt there for a second because at uh, the reports I got from Coffs Harbour, the boys have been down fishing at Yurunga and they said there was some very good jute fish to be taken. In the river? In the river. All there right. You go. I'm going to get into it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. you have a great Mother's Day, Mel, and you'll leave us with a thought of you in Lyca riding your bike. Thanks very much, No worries. Have a great Mother's Day, Mel. <laughs> I'm not making a single comment. You've just buried yourself, and I'm, le- I'm just going to leave oh, you alone. Good she's good. Girl. Leave you alone. 15 after 6. Talking sport. I listen to the talking sport because you guys discuss team dynamics better than anyone, and the seasons are just starting to get cracking, so we're seeing some form, and we're looking towards grand final day. But I also listen to talking sport because of Johnny, mate. We just love the passion. That's why I listen to talking sport. Good on you, Johnny. <laughs> Weekdays from 3. Worried about you, Peppy? Are you increasingly worried? <laughs> you know, you're a relatively young man, but you just get so cranky at times. Mm-hmm. Graham, does he walk outside and shout at passing clouds? Do you know how they say, you know, go hard or go home and all that? Oh, yeah. They seriously underestimate my desire to go home. <laughs> <laughs> this is 2SM. Ah, uh, good afternoon, boys. You're, you're like a psychiatrist, the three of you. you. I've never been to a psychiatrist, by the way, but I'm just letting you know that's how soothing. The invoice is on its way. Yes. Mate, I'm, I'm laying in hospital with my wife. I we're both in here. I come in on Friday and it collapsed and so, and the doctor said to me, so I said, it's the stress the people on the radio put on me. <laughs> Talking Sport, weekdays from three. Choices Flooring understands that we all have different needs for our homes. So, what's your lifestyle? Whether you're a busy family or need healthier solutions, love natural fibres and textures, or just want the ultimate in luxury, you'll find the right choice for your lifestyle at our What's Your Lifestyle sale. So go online and view all of our What's Your Lifestyle sale catalogues, packed full of savings, inspiration and chances to win. Choices Flooring, the floor you've been searching for. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport that could make you a local legend, the skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the Bowls Green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club.
Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? If you love golf, you'll love Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Luddenham. With an immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is an Augusta-like golf challenge unlike any other you've ever played. To make a booking or for more information, call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670-8888. That's 9670-8888. Or go to the Twin Creeks website, www.twincreeksgolf.com.au. Listen to 2SM online, 2SMSuperNetwork.com. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 18 after 6 here on High Tide on this Mother's Day. Time now for part two of our chat with our solo sailor who made his way around Tasmania. Last time we spoke to him, he was... Australia, didn't he? Sorry? He did half of Australia, didn't he? Not just Tasmania. No, he says... Well, he did yeah. Tasmania, but he did extras too, didn't Yeah, he? a little bit extra along the way. And yeah. I think uh, when we dropped off with him the other week, he was uh, down at the uh, Timber Boat Festival. Oh, wooden boat festival. So yes. let's pick it up from there. Uh, we've got some really nice cliff lines here. That looks pretty spectacular. Uh, we're racing wind again today. Uh, we've got about... 8 to 10 knots at the moment, but that's going to build and build and build and build till it's like 20, 25 and gusting over. So I want to be in before that starts. Nice, pretty standard day. You start slow and finish fast. Last week on the program, we took a look at Stephen King's solo sail down towards Tasmania. Now it's time for the circumnavigation. We pick him up as he heads into Hobart and the Timber Boat Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I was a little early for it, so I, I had to hang around for about two weeks. So I, I went for a run up the Hewan River and around Bruny Island. But the Timber Boat Festival is absolutely spectacular. The, the amount of beautiful timber boats that were there, um, many, many hundreds. Um, it was a great three or four days that I spent there and bumped into a few people that I'd met up the uh, east coast of Tasmania and uh, there were certainly plenty of refreshments going on. <laughs> as, <laughs> as there should be. Yeah, very festive environment. Like they had multiple stages of live music and a big hall with trade shows. Just Absolutely fantastic. Lots and lots of people, you know, even exhibitions of old steam engines, just amazing. The, the only shame about it is, is each individual boat is really worth some time and seeing. And if you saw it on its own, you, you know, you'd really enjoy it. But kind of, of course, there's so many, they all sort of just get lost in the noise. Yeah, yeah, you sort of right, you sort of rush through because you don't have the time to to go through the infinite details of those boats. Yeah, exactly. Once once again, there were there were hundreds 
of of timber boats ranging from you know little Hartley TS 16s all the way up to you know uh, tall, tall ships you know 100 200 foot tall ships yeah now when you decided to leave there and continue that the circumnavigation of Tasmania now Hobart's probably your last big port. While there are a couple of settlements uh, along the way, they're they're few and far between. But basically, and particularly the west coast and the the southern side of Tasmania, you're on your own. How do you prepare for that mentally? Well, given I've done a fair few miles already and and done a lot of uh, long-distance hiking and stuff, uh, I, I kind of... Mentally, um, I, I prefer it. Um, I was quite surprised sometimes. I was in some very remote places, especially up around Flinders Island, because I actually ended up accidentally circumnavigating Cape Barren Island. And yeah. I, I didn't see a boat for four days. Um, and it's a very, very remote part. And I was like, out sailing, you know, three metre seas, 20, 20 knots of wind, looking around, going, there's no one around here. Shouldn't I be scared? I feel perfectly comfortable. That's a good headspace to be in, especially if you're doing something like that. And what was what was the adventure like? Being an adventurer and being somebody who um, likes to get out and do uh, wild things like that. What what sort of things were going through your mind when you were travelling up the west coast? The the main thing that was going on up on the west coast is, geez, I wish I had a better autopilot. And and then <laughs> the, looking at the, the bait of every sailor. <laughs> yeah, uh, de- definitely wish I had a, a much stronger autopilot because I I sometimes got stuck on the helm. My autopilot was really only useful until it got to about to twelve to fifteen knots. Uh, after after that, yes, yeah, so, sometimes I was on the helm for ten, 10 hours. So wow. what's going through my mind? M- mostly looking at the GPS going, oh, wow, only only eight hours to go. Oh, <laughs> oh, look, gu- gusting to 25, gusting to 27. Oh, it'll ease off in a minute. Oh, half an hour later, oh, oh gusting to 27. Oh, no, no, it'll ease off in a minute. So the next, uh, the next investment's a wind vane, right? Mate, you... You've got me there, uh, a wind vane, because I was actually very fortunate enough. I actually got to meet one of the Golden Globe racers. Yeah. Um, like, this, this guy makes what I've done look like nothing. This guy hadn't touched port since South Africa. Um, yep. he, he'd already been knocked out of the race, but he, he's come in, and he had a wind, you know, the, all the Golden Globe racers are using wind vanes. He was. He got knocked down in the Southern Ocean. He said he had about sixty knots of breeze, with about a six to eight meter sea, running no sails, towing a drogue, and he was downstairs strapped into his bed asleep. <laughs> I was just going, "Geez, those wind vanes sound pretty good." <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? And and still probably would have been pulling about six or seven knots too, which is just. Psychotic, isn't it? And they do that with a sextant, not not GPS or or any nav chart, any nav gear. They've just got charts, and apparently the charts um, cost more than uh, you know a, a really good navigation chart system on a on a on a on a boat. They're so expensive, but they've got to do it old school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly what charts they're using, but I know with the Admiralty charts that we have now, like you're talking about $35 a chart, uh. and 
geez, if you do, if you're going all the way around, like you, you might need like a couple of grand worth of paper charts to to get around. So, mate, GPSs. I mean, we've all got a phone. You can just download an app for a couple of dollars and you're off. As opposed to thousands of dollars equipment to do it to do it the old fashioned way. Yeah, true. Now, I did notice that you, and because we are a fishing program as well as a boating program, I, I did, did notice you, you managed to pick up the odd meal along the way. So what were you, what were you hunting? What is your experience with fishing, first of all? I've, I've never been a huge, keen fisherman, but on this trip, um, given my financial situation was quite thin, um, and I'm on my own, I've sort of got tired of sitting there because I've got a good TV on my boat. I got sick of sitting there watching TV and uh, I really got the ple- I really enjoyed getting a bit of light gear and um, it gave me an excuse to stand out on the front deck because I rarely go up on the front deck and I yeah, really just enjoyed getting up on the front deck and, and doing a bit of fishing and really just enjoying where I was and cer- certainly got a fair bit down there. Um yeah, the, the fishing was actually pretty good. And, yeah, I really enjoyed the experience of doing some fishing while I was going around. Were you doing any trawling? Yeah, I did did do a bit. Um, I got, like, a sort of a heavy heavy boat rod just sort of towing a silver flasher. Um, when, when things were mild, um, I'd tend to, to troll a lure. And I, I did get a bit. I did find around Tassie, there's a lot of weed around. So it's frustrating when you you, know, you pull your line in, you get the weed off it, you throw it out, and 15 minutes later, Plunk. you know, it's taking off again and you think you've got a fish and, nope, I've just got another hunk of weed. Yeah. Um, but then so, so, sometimes when she whips up all of a sudden and starts blowing over 20 and you've got a poor autopilot, uh, there, there's no chance of pulling in a line. So you, you just leave them go. The fish is second last. Well, you made it back to town, albeit, what was it, 94 days past your due return to work date, which is psychotic. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Like, if anyone's ever worried about being late for work, uh, I'm I'm actually going to go into work today and see, see if I can come back. I'm, as of today, I'm officially 101 days late for work. Every adventure you do, you, you learn something, you gain something. It's, it's about personal development. From this circumnavigation, what did you learn, uh, A, about your yacht and about yourself? Very, very good question. And yes, you're right. It is, um, it is a personal development experience. And you do learn to, first of all, self-reliance. Um, you know, you really, really trust yourself and trust your abilities. Uh, what did I learn about my boat? Many, many things. Despite the fact I've done a lot of uh, inshore yacht racing and stuff like that, some runs you'd, you'd come back in from, like when, when you're there at the time, you know, the boat's moving at a decent speed in the direction you want to go and you're like, oh, I don't want to. T- I don't want to touch anything. But then when you come in, you're like, "Oh, hang on, I had a bit too much weather helm. Maybe I should have gotten the main up, put two reefs in the main, and had a bit less headsail." There's a few intricacies about the boat, and it's like, "Oh, hang on, I was in that sea state." You know, in hindsight, I'd really wish I sort of set the sails up like this. So, yeah, and about myself, um, 
I was really surprised sometimes. Uh, some of the sea states I went in, came in from, it was like, geez, I really had that under control. Like, I, I really surprised myself at how on top of the situation I was in some really heavy conditions. That, um, yeah, it was a very, very rewarding experience. Just, um, yeah, seeing seeing how well I did actually handle this. And it's like, well, if I can do this, you know, I'm looking at these Golden Globe races and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I want to do a Golden Globe. I, I wish I didn't want to do one. Um, going around the horn sounds like a terrifying experience. You know, we're talking about six to eight metre seas, but then there's also this like, I think I have to do it. I, I wish I didn't want to go, but... Oh, I think I do. I think I do. I've got to tell you, in fairness, because you've been away, you may not be aware, but uh, after he rounded the horn, uh, Ian Herbert Jones uh, got caught in a storm, got demastered, rolled seven times, and had to be rescued by a, a Taiwanese fishing trawler. So maybe you might want to think about this. It's such a hard race. Eight months already they've been out at sea, and yep. the deal is with the Golden Globe, as you know. You're not allowed to go to port. It's from start to finish, and you have to be self-reliant. That is hardcore, man. I guess we all react to, to situations differently because I sort of came up re, you know, reading and, and watching documentaries about the original Golden Globe, you know, guys like Montessier and the, uh, the story of, um, oh, what's that guy's name that, Went, went around the Atlantic going crazy until he killed himself. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I can't think of his name, but I know um, who you're talking about. He just uh, he disappeared yeah, off his like boat. I, I, yeah, I, I came up on stories like that and, um, you know, about, you know, Robin Knox Johnson's, you know, victory of, you know, he, he just went he just went around on the boat that he had and he, he only averaged four knots. But he was the only, he was just the last man standing, like, I grew up on stories like that, and it just sounds like really thrilling and exciting to me. Well, uh, you may not know, but Alan Blake, who uh, hosts uh, the program with us, he uh, actually got to sail with uh, Robin uh, on many occasions. And Robin's not somebody who takes a, a great deal of rubbish from anyone. I can tell he's quite vocal with his thoughts. So you, you dad said you're going to have a go at the Golden Globe? Um, I did actually buy this boat with the intention of that being the, the goal. But since I've actually read the race specs of what what criteria your boat has to meet, and unfortunately, I am I believe I'm two tonnes too light in the oh. boat that I have at the moment. Um, the, the thinking at the moment is, is, first of all, I need to go out into the Southern Ocean and actually have the experience of a front coming over first. So maybe some stage next year or the year after is just to whip down to the bottom of Tassie and just go from Rosheshes Bay down near Bruni Island when you know there's a front coming and then just go out and at least you're only going to have to deal with it for 10 hours or something. You're only going to be 20 mile offshore. Yeah. Um, but then I am thinking about just doing a single-handed circumnavigation non-stop through the clipper route, not in the race, you know, with a GPS, um, you know, with all the modern safety gear 
and you know just do a you know pit water to pit water non-stop circumnavigation to then at least build on that experience Let, let's just sail it first and then and then look at racing it like i'm still 40 i'm only 42 now so i'm, I'm good for another couple of decades at yeah. doing this kind of stuff yeah, and I, I suppose the you know the, the the thing that needs to be mentioned too with the Golden Globe race is uh, irrespective of whether you finish first or last, completing that is the is the Everest. If you win or finish in the top three, that's just a byproduct of of, of luck, really. Um, but yeah. just completing it. Yeah, it, it does seem to be that way. It's uh, it, it's certainly not a race where you're always thinking about going fast it's probably more about preserving your boat like and then it, it, it's probably a yeah, bit, bit of skill and a bit of luck mixed together is where you actually finish because look look at the current race um you know not, not many people actually finish totally totally it's so demanding and so tough um Look, for people that are listening to this that might have a sailboat that don't venture out of Pitwater, Sydney Harbour, Botany Bay, Port Hacking, wherever, um, who think, oh, you know, a little bit of a cruise up or down the coast to, to see some new places uh, might not be bad. What would you do? What would you say to encourage them? Um, well, once again, that's, that's exactly where I started. Um like I started out boating in my early thirties with a 16 foot half cab. And, you know, I started out with, first of all, just sticking my nose out of pit water. Then, you know, I did a little run and this is in a 16 foot half cab with 115. Then I just did a little hop to Lake Macquarie. Then I did a hop. I actually ran that all the way to Bateman's Bay once. Um, Start start small. You've you've got to crawl before you can walk, and you've got to walk before you can run. Um, if you're in Sydney Harbour, do it. Do a run up to up to Pitwater. It's fifteen twenty mile, cut four or five hours. Um, yeah, start start small and and build on your confidence and build on your skill set. It's um, you know ch- check your weather and and just have a go. Well, I'll take your advice. I will bring my boat from Rose Bay up to Pitwater. I'll do that. Do that hop based on what you said. So, if anything goes wrong, I'm going to blame you for it. Yeah, mate. That's that sounds that sounds perfectly <laughs> fine. Um, once again, your your main thing is is check your weather, then check your weather, then check your weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reef early, reef often, reef early, reef often. I, I, I the, the the things that get drummed into your head. So, besides going back to work, trying to make some money, where's your next adventure going to be, Stephen? Um. Well, y- yes. The the financial situation certainly does dictate that uh, I, I do need to do some some work. But I do work in a boatyard, and I am uh, moving forward with a, a marine industry career. So it is going to be playing with boats all day um i've done two tassie trips i really want to go to queensland and uh for some milder airs and warmer waters uh yeah definitely got to get that lord howe island trip trip done um but yeah definitely looking at getting a decent autopilot or a wind vane and and building a hard dodger on the boat as well that would increase comfort. But, yeah, we're, we're looking at our sights of, of going north next. 
Oh, that'd be so much fun. And a good chance to dry out the wet weather gear after the uh, Tasmanian circumnavigation. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I tell you what, I need to go and give that stuff a good wash because I've pretty much spent a good chunk of the last four months, um, yeah, wearing my bib and brace um, sailing gear. Um, Yeah. Stephen, thanks very much for joining us on the program and congratulations on on achieving a milestone by... By anyone's account, I know we're talking about Golden Globe, and I know they're gone for eight, you know, nine months out there at sea. But to to take that step, to take that leap of faith within yourself and your boat to go down to Tasmania and circumnavigate it, uh, a massive effort. So congratulations. Yeah, thanks, Grant. I really appreciate that. And yes, for for me of where I am today, yeah, it's 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 been a great victory for me. Um, just as I said, you know, some someone new who's not done a lot of sea miles, you know, sailing from from Sydney Harbour to Pittwater is is a new experience and a new goal and a new horizon for them. And once again, you just keep building on that. And yeah, yeah, I've got my sights set quite high, but just just for today, like yeah, it's been a, a great experience. It's taken me six six and a half years to to complete this goal, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with it. And most of all, thank you for taking time out of your morning to have a chat with us here on High Tide. Oh, mate, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. Walking regularly to school is a great way to exercise. But until they're 10, children must always hold an adult's hand when crossing the road. Friday the 19th of May is National Walk Safely to School Day. If you can't walk all the way, combine a walk with public transport. If you must use a car, leave it a good distance from school and walk the rest of the way. Find us at walk.com.au, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And remember, active kids are healthy kids. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. It's Ash Barty here. Australian Made Week kicks off on the 15th of May and it's time to champion and celebrate our local makers and growers. Buying authentic Aussie products with the Australian Made logo helps boost our economy, supports local businesses and creates jobs right across the country. So, whether you're doing your weekly shop or buying a gift for someone special, let's back Team Australian Made and look for products carrying the trusted green and gold kangaroo. Because Australian Made makes Australia. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build 
your very own home. Go to PAL, that's pwlkidhomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. For the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, try Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockist, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040-6671-359. If you're looking for value for money on all homewares, then check out the incredible savings at Peters of Kensington. You'll get more bang for your buck on cookware, small electrical dinnerware and tabletop items, kitchenware, Manchester luggage and more. All the top brands are at Peters, Scanpan Cookware, Rydell Glassware, Wedgwood Dinnerware, Stanley Rogers Cutlery and Sheridan Towels. Visit their flagship store at 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, open seven days a week, or shop online, petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else? This is 2SM Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go... Welcome back to High Tide. Time to catch up with Paul Burton and see how he's going on this Mother's Day. How are you, sir? Gentlemen, I am great. Thank you for asking. And I've got to say, first and foremost, I hope everyone catches a fish out there today. I'm just saying, Mother's Day, (laughs) happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, uh, you know, for the mums out there or wives or whoever you may be. And I'll tell you what, you know, what you guys do is incredible and something that us, uh, us guys could never... Never, never, uh, uh, I guess, um, you know, duplicate. Hey, um, enough of that. Let's move on. Fishing, how good is this weekend? <laughs> well, I, that, yeah, you actually bring up an interesting point. Blakey oh, and God. Paul, yeah. I, I, I want to know, how do, you get a, how do you get away with going fishing on Mother's Day? Well, you're giving, you're giving everyone peace and quiet by disappearing. That's exactly You're going with the philosophy I, I did with my partner for – uh, her last birthday. I said, what What would yeah. you like for your birthday? She said, surprise me, so I rang her from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> that is so That is so true. I normally say, honey, I'm going to get some fresh juice and some uh, flowers for you, and, and uh, you know, the traffic's bad from the market, so we uh, we take the boat, we go for a fish for an hour, come back <laughs> with a couple of flowers from the local cemetery. It doesn't matter. I <laughs> think you're alive. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> They don't smell much, but roses don't these anyway. Hey, um, I'm actually watching. We're, we're just launching our boat again. We did go <laughs> because we are fishing this morning with my wife. We're going out for a picnic before the showers come in today. Oh, look after um, you, honey. I'll take you out fishing. Oh, thanks, no, no. darling. Get the have you, got, have you got the esky and the drinks and everything? Yes, darling. <laughs> hey, you know, pass me the rod, Kayla. I'm just going to put that up top. So, you know, um, it's funny there because we're beside the boat ramp at the moment. And I, I know it's early, but you've got to get a car park early up here and there's a lady walk uh, she's throwing a line in uh, a line she's throwing a, a ball for her dog but she's got one of those retractable leashes but the leash would have to be 50 feet long and made up of 400 pound rope so she's throwing out so literally she's pulling the dog back to the beach now i'm wondering if she's trolling <laughs> she's looking for a little bull shark or something <laughs> i'm just wondering like she's throwing it out and then she's it's, i don't know 
either A, the dog has really bad sense of direction and uh, and it doesn't know how to return, or B, she is literally throwing it out there and just like she's got the slow winding too. She's got the stance like she's ready to to <laughs> grapple, you know, a very big tiger that comes up and eats the dog. Quite a quite amazing sight up here in Queensland. It happens every day. Um, hey, I went squid fishing yesterday, and you're not going to believe it. I got a few squid. I'm not going to tell you how many because it's criminal to say how many, but. There are plenty of arrow squid around at the moment, which is awesome, and uh, I look forward to cooking those up tonight for my beautiful wife. So um, the boys will do that anyway. But oh, mate, see, uh, Blakey, there's the suck-up. Yeah. Salt yeah, and pepper yeah. squid, there's the suck-up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's um, it's just the way – there goes the dog again. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jesus, I've got to look the other way. Um, <laughs> mate, we, we, we've got some great conditions. Look, the showers are increasing today across southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales. From that moist onshore flow, we've got a bit of a surface trough just hugging the Queensland coast, so expect that throughout the day. And, of course, what else we're going to see uh, throughout the day today is those winds just staying moderate. Um, I can't see them easing back for a couple of days to come still, unfortunately, but um, mark this spot because coming up in a week and a half, we do have the Century Cove International Boat Show. Uh, lots of world-first releases out there, lots of big boats, lots of little boats, lots of trailer boats, lots of you know technology, everything. It's, it's, it's a really cool show to check it out. It's uh, from May 25th, 28th, and it's uh, four days of action fun before the Sydney International Boat Show, which is only four days this year, and that kicks off on August the 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. So it's Thursday through to Sunday this year at the ICC in Sydney. So uh, all those tickets will be coming online shortly, but you can get your Central Cove International Show tickets online right now. Now, speaking speaking about that, yeah. Will Garmin have their live scope there that you were showing on um, oh, on your channel this week? Mate, that's on today's show. Step outside is today <laughs> at two at two thirty, right? Oh yeah. my God, yes. The answer in short is yes, there, Blakey. This thing is an absolute game changer. Now, you know, it, it's funny when you, when you the Pied Piper played the flute for whatever followed him, <laughs> the kids or the rats. I don't know what it was, but anyway, you know. <laughs> When, when you come out with a live scope and you're going banana prawning, you got all the you got everyone following you because you are sound, you're doing the job of a hundred boats. You can <laughs> set this thing out 40 meters to your left or to, to your port or starboard, and you just turn the thing and then you find the prawns or the school of fish, whatever you're looking for, and you're honing in on it. Now, I went out on a, a trip uh, a couple of years ago out of Yamba on a persaining vessel for tweed bait, and it was a big west coast I brought in from Perth. And these guys would go out of the Clarence River heads out of the bar. And go out, they'd head, head northeast at about probably three k's offshore, just off the bluff. And uh, they would they would use this similar technology that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it would look left and right, left and right. And they would find the pilchard schools, and then they'd run a persane net around. They'd catch you know twenty ton, whatever it was, and uh, put them on board and, and go back in, snap freeze, IQF pilchards. You know, done done and dusted within three or four hours. Incredible how it worked. But that technology, and similar to technology as of when you go and get a pregnancy test done, you want to check out how your baby's going in mama's belly, is that is exactly what this stuff is emulating. It's incredible. You are seeing you're seeing the you're seeing prawns for heaven's sakes on the bottom and schooling off the deck. And then you see this the cast net going over them. You see the actual net you know, open up like an umbrella and just encompassing the school of prawns. And if you miss them, you generally laugh because it's your mate. And and if you got them, you know, because the net's going crazy. So, yeah, all of that today on, on Step Outside at 2.30 on 7, mate. And they're great for finding structures under under the water too to, to fish off as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and and anything. So, you know, they're um, it's, it's a great 
way to I've used it up north with um, Justin Nye out of Awonga Dam. Uh, a great fellow, awesome fisherman. He does a lot of barra fishing and also, uh, you know, sort of channel fishing around Gladstone. And he uses one up there. Uh, and, mate, just – we're going past the pylons in the uh, in the harbour and you're seeing the Trevally and the Barramundi right next to the pylon. You're casting your lure and you're watching the screen as your lure goes down and you're seeing the fish gradually slowly come out and you're seeing your lure twitch across the bottom. Whatever action you're – pushing through from the rod to your lure is the action you're seeing on the screen it's it's quite a, an amazing sight to to see that uh, to see that happening it's it's, it's really really incredible um, and, and unbelievable what, even and what, what you were saying about hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. it's not that dear now you're talking two to four thousand dollars depending on what you want to set up with that garment live scape so it is affordable for people Absolutely, and, and you should see this new little gadget I got this week there, Blakey and Ranks. is incredible stuff. Oh my God, it's called from it's it's called from um, Underwater. Okay, it's a company in Australia called Underwater.com.au. Have a look at it, and I've got the fly fish. Now, what it is, right? And Blakey, I don't want to hear anything from you, but it's an underwater drone, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> It's enough from you. It's enough. I don't know. No, no, we're running out of time. We don't have your two cents worth, right? So what it is, right, and the beauty of this underwater drone there, mate, is it's tethered to me, right? So I can't lose this one. It's good. So I can pull it back. But it's got a, it's it's got this grappler on it. So you, if I lose a rod over the side or anything, it go, go down 100 metres, and it's got a 4K cam. It's got lights on it. This thing light, will light up the MCG, and you can it, – it's incredible. And it's this fairly large underwater spacecraft that you can fly around and have a look around wrecks and find out where the fish are on the ledges and then bring it back up, chuck it in your bag and drop your line down. Sounds cool a bit that? cheaty to me. Oh, <laughs> Queensland. We take everything. <laughs> we, we, take, we take everything for granted. <laughs> so uh, check that out on uh, underwater.com.au and you'll uh, you'll have it with a fire fish, F-I fish. Pretty cool stuff. Great tech. So I'm going to put that onto the show as well and just show get, – just get some really specky, pretty shots, you know, something you don't really see that often. Totally. <laughs> On our show, which is good. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing, mate. I really appreciate it. Not no, that... I, mean, I mean, with, with, with regards to the drone, oh, the, the technology. Yeah, no. yeah yes. I mean, from, even from a sailing perspective, you know, to be able to check underneath your keel and, and yeah. all of that sort of thing, I mean yeah. – you know, and they're not, they're not, you know, overly priced or anything like that. No, they're well worth getting. Grand. Yeah, it's yeah. a couple of grand. It's, look, it's up there, but but it's 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 just a different cool thing to have. You know what I mean? And, uh, oh, and that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, mate. We could go back up into uh, Swain's <laughs> Reef and see if we could find your drone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, mate? I I, I could have done a, a retrieval. Uh, I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking about putting an ad in the paper or something like that, you know, uh, drone retrievals. Uh, you know, come and hire us. We'll we'll do it for you to get experience. You've got to make mistakes. There goes the dog again. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, t- 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 and um, you're lucky I don't have an airline pilot license. That's all I can say. Well, maybe I'm lucky. <laughs> I've got a mate that's uh, got. Uh, he calls himself the Four Dayer because that's how long his drones last him before he puts them in the water. Uh-huh. Uh, Paul lasted about twenty minutes. Oh, I'm not joking. <laughs> mate, there was a, there was a there, look. There was I got to agree. There was uh, there was a, a little bit of a a combination of um, of wind. Metal structure, which I read up later about, don't fly from, and uh, and Bundaberg rum. 
So let's. let's Alcohol was involved. Absolutely. Uh, We're off the Australian coastline, meaning we're in international waters anyway, so that's fine. Uh, Well, I believe so anyway. I'm a narcissist, so it is fine. Um, But other than that, guys, um, you know, it's a great day out here. We're we're expecting a a fantastic Mother's Day, a few showers around the coast today, but enjoy it and um, check out Step Outside this afternoon and. uh, and, and, you know, just throw a line in, wet your line, whatever you're going to do, and have a great week at it. It's going to be fantastic. Okay. You look after your mum and everyone else today, Paul. Mate, I will do. I will. Well, mum's up in uh, Rockhampton at the moment. Uh, my brother's place has got a, a big property up there between there and Yapoon. So they're up there. Mum, if you're listening, um, happy Mother's Day, uh, which I'll ring you shortly. And, of course, uh, but I'll be at home with my lovely wife and my mother-in-law and doing uh, doing whatever we can after we get back from the boat. So we're just going to take them out for a little bit of a morning break, morning champagne, have a quick fish for some more squid, and come home and chuck them on the barbie. Okay. Have a great day, Paul. Thanks for that. Much step yeah. outside this afternoon. Good on you guys. Take care. Hooroo. Okay, bye. And, and Blakey, 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 before we run off, don't yes. forget, don't forget, you can also get it if you've got the app, like on Apple TV or Google seven Play. 7 plus 7, mate. 7 plus 7, mate. They're all available on app. Easy Easy way of watching the Six show. Six foot four, 12-year-old kid that runs his show. That's the best way to describe Bertie. <laughs> He's a good boy. Isn't he good fun? Good fun. Uh, well. oh. Now, Kieran, where should we be going today? You still there? You awake? Yeah, I'm here. It was quite interesting. The sailing man was interesting. Uh, poor Bert. I thought he might have done a have bit we... of an update of uh, fishing around the Gold Coast. He but, did. Um, he squid. That's what he's getting. squid. Squid, squid, and more squid. Squid, squid, squid. And dogs. Yeah, dogs. Last week, um, banana prawns. The prawns must have gone missing. He just sent me a video of that uh, dog, and it's quite interesting. A lady walks out in the pontoon and throws the, throws the toy. The dog jumps in. And so, of course, the dog would try and come back to the pontoon. But now it's got 40 foot of rope, so she walks down the pontoon and basically drags the dog back towards the shore until <laughs> it gets the idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of playing fetch, isn't it? It is. So, look, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Um, it's really, we should be celebrating them more than one day a year, shouldn't we? Yeah. I, I worry about this where you, you've got a date and a calendar to remind you how much you, you appreciate your mother, your partner, whatever the case may be. If you were cynical, do you think it might be a ploy to get you to spend some money on things? No. Oh, okay. No. Oh. What made you think of that? I'm just a little cynical sometimes. Mm-hmm. I know one thing. When you talked about uh, underwater drones and that, he certainly got that experience, hasn't he? I, I googled those drones too. They're pretty cool. They're yes, pretty cool. Yeah, they are. I a few s- fishermen I know have got them, so you can see, the, see what's happening down the bottom. Yeah, I, I think the applications for them would be quite solid. Yeah, you know, um, as, you know, especially for surveyors and people expecting under Super a boat. Birdie has one of those, so he can get the drones that come out of the air and go underwater, so he has <laughs> to find them. Needs oh, to grab a on it. Birdie, you just got <laughs> sledged. You just got sledged yeah, again. <laughs> how many? You know, how long do his drones last? Him? Did you say oh, four about days? Two to three minutes normally. <laughs> So worry. Sorry, Karen. We're going to take. We're going to lose the word fishing because it'll just be going out catching whatever you want. No, you still you still want to get them to eat. It. There's no problems there. No, uh, you know, once before you had to work out where the fish were, but today you got all the electronics to tell you. Yeah, do you feel it's cheating? Hang on, you've got to be able I to do. drive the electronics, Karen. Yeah. 
quiet. You there, Kieran? Yeah. You've got to be able to drive the electronics. Well, I... this is... I know where you're going there, and I'm going to step around that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes, yes. The electronics and the speed that they've come at, I think, has uh, overtaken us ageing type people. Okay, we're going to go, but good luck well, down we, at... We're going to go. Gonna say, let me say this. Not only do you keep your eye on the sky today, but please don't forget your mother and mums have a most enjoyable day. And you guys have done a very good job this morning. Thank you. And Brendan, good luck with the young fellow at the Nationals on the next weekend. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Safe boating, everyone. That is high tide. Have a great week.